All right. Welcome. How are we all doing? Good? Yeah, I'm feeling good. I, I count it such a privilege to gather here as family on a Sunday and do what we do. Because um, I know that what we've got going on here is something supernatural. And I know that what we've going on here is uh, an outworking of heaven. And if that's what we've got going on, then I'm sticking around for it. And I hope you guys are too, because God is moving powerfully. And that's super exciting. I just, I feel to um, offer to anyone who would struggle in that space, the miracles, healing, supernatural, maybe it's confusing. Maybe it's kind of a little bit like, what are they doing? Um... Come and find one of us. Come and find Jamie, Shani, Kathy, Phil, myself. Come and find, come and find one of the elders. Henk is there. Isaac's here. He's out in Kids Church today. Richard is here. Come and find one of us and have a chat. We are more than happy to have that conversation and not just to like tell you how we do it here, but to show you and explain to you why we do what we do and why we go after it. Okay, because that's what we do here. We go after encounter with the Father in order that he would heal and make whole and release love and release freedom. That's what we're doing in this place. And I'm excited about that. Yeah, thank you. One amen. Thank you, Catherine. All right, nice. It actually deserved like 52 amens, but whatever. All right. It is Mother's Day. Yeah, exciting. So, um, We've got some lovely people who are going to share a word with us, share some words with us this morning, which I'm really excited about. But before we do that, I just wanted to preempt a Mother's Day for me and what personally, the weightiness that it holds, um, but also that, you know, that personal thing that it holds. For me, um, I have lived in New Zealand for coming up seven years and I left Canada to move here. So I left my mum, my dad and my siblings because God told me to come here. I was 18, fresh-faced, thought I knew everything under the sun, and, um, and actually have been, like, rocked ever since being here. And I remember that, like, first year being here, Mother's Day being particularly hard. My mum and I were not close growing up, okay? It's like two bulls, butting heads, um, except she's not a bull. She's very soft and fragile and delicate, and I was just a rager, okay? So you can imagine, yeah, very strong-willed and defiant and all of that. I know, I know, it's a surprise to all of you. Um, but that was like, that was, that was how I was. And I genuinely thought I ran that place. Like, I was ruthless to my mum. And um, I was the eldest, of four children, which made it worse, um, because I often stepped into a space of, like, being the mum, like I told her how to mother um, quite regularly, and told her that certain disciplines don't work for this child and do for this child, and she needs to just open her eyes and see that, and she, the dear lady, never, ever, ever stops loving me. As much as I put her through, she never, ever stopped loving me. And when I moved out of home, um, things changed massively. I realized how much I relied on her, how close we actually were, you know, that she had invested my entire life, that she would come in and sit in my room and sit on my bed and just ask me how I was doing. And that annoyed me so much at the time because I was like, get out of my room. Um, but now I look back on that and go, she, she, she just didn't care what I said as long as we were talking. 
you know, and that was powerful. And now that I live out of home, I genuinely can say my mum is one of my best friends. We talk all the time. They live in Kenya now, by the way. (laughs) My parents live in Kenya, which is super fun. Um, Missionaries over there, but we talk all the time. We have long, like, dad just rolls his eyes now because when we FaceTime, it's kind of not like 20 minutes, like two or three hours, you know, and we share everything, and I'm very open with her, and she's open with me, and she's the first person that I go to when I need prayer for something. It doesn't matter what it's about. She's the one that I go to, you know. Um, It doesn't matter if I'm, like, crying or laughing. She's the one that I want to talk to. If I'm sick or, like, having the best time of my life, I want her to be there, you know, like that's who my mum is to me, and I've learned a really different perspective and part of God since moving out of home, you know, like God made man and woman in in his image, okay, that means women are an image of God, and to oppress that or deny that would be to deny and oppress the fullness of God. And so when I moved out and God gave me that revelation and Holy Spirit kind of tapped on my heart and was like, hey, the way that you're treating your mum, the way that you live with your mum, the way that you've talked to her, one, you need to apologize for, two, you need to forgive her for stuff, three, you need to reconnect and reconcile that relationship with her because when you do that, that honors me because she is an image of who I am. And that has forever, yeah, right, that has forever changed the way that I view women. I used to think, honestly, I'm not, I'm not joking. I'm being honest here, right, guys? I could not stand women. Straight up. I respected men. I have a very close relationship with my dad. I thought men knew everything. I was like, yeah, mate. Um, always wanted to, like, be mentored by a guy. I just thought women were kind of annoying, and they just, like, sat at home and made bread. That's basically, like, you know, what I thought. And, like, it's not true. It's not true. And God did a work in my heart. It's pretty funny, I know. But God did a work in my heart, and he was like, Ash, you're denying, first of all, who you are called to be. Okay, because I didn't make you a man. Second of all, you're denying part of me by denying them. And I was like, mate, the heart turnaround in that space has been massive. And I see now um, that my relationship with my mum was actually incredulous to that, you know. And, And God gave me a chance to reconcile that. And I know some people don't get that opportunity, but God reconciles hearts. You know, that's what he did here. And I, I want to say that as well. If you need to reconcile something with your mum and you can't for whatever reason, God can reconcile your heart to his as the mother. He can do that, okay? And I just, I want to make that clear this morning. So we're honoring mums this morning, but we're honoring women this morning because all women carry the maternal mantle and heart of God. And I cannot say that loud enough. Every single woman, I don't care if they're six years old, little girls in there, or 60 years old in here, out there, I don't, they carry the maternal heart of God, and that is a mantle, and we need to learn how to steward that and raise that and disciple that in order that our girls and our women in here would know that they carry the image of God. That is powerful. Yeah, right. Okay, so before we bring our panel up, I just want to honor three women in this room that have been a mum to me. Because obviously moving 
this far away it's still hard it's still really hard um, but God showed me that he was like he didn't just like give me one mum when I moved here he literally gave me like 60 women and put 60 women in my life that were like they want to love you as a mum and it was well, pretty funny actually thank you for laughing Catherine but like honestly it was re- God actually surrounded me with mums not just biological mums, not people who had had their own children already, but mums, people who carried the heart of God in order that he could show me how much he loved me. And that was powerful. And so I want to honor three people in this room this morning that whether or not they know it, have been um, massive parts of that mum journey in my life. And so the first one I want to call up is Jan, if you could come down the front. The second one is Kathy, and the third one is Shani. If you ladies could come down the front, that would be great. Yeah, give them a round of applause. Guys, come stand up here with me. These ladies, at one point or another, okay, I don't know if all of you know this, but Kathy is like my actual mum. Like, she, I'm at her house all the damn time, um, and she loves us like, <laughs> like, like her own children. And so she was like, when I was praying about this morning and God told me I needed to do this, she was the first one. God was like, you need to honor the outstretching of her tent pegs in order that she brought us, brought other children into her family. And so I want to honor the mother heart of God. Yeah, Kathy's crying. Shani, she, first of all, is an incredible biological mum. Second of all... <laughs> Um, she like, take my hat off to her super mum over here. And she puts up with Jamie, so, I mean. Um, <laughs> but um, she just has, like, the right words at the right time. And she has for the last two years. And, Shani, I don't know if you know how much that means to me, but regularly I'll be in a weird space or, like, something will be going on. And she just kind of comes over and gives you a hug or rubs your back or says something. And she carries that mum heart that I feel comforted by. And I know lots of you in here feel comforted by. So God wants to honour her as a spiritual mum and as a biological mum to anyone in this room that you're doing that to. The third one is Jan. Jan. <laughs> you, Jan reminds me a lot of my own mum. A lot, okay? And it's pretty funny. What's that? Yes, that too. Um, but she, she um, like, just has these weird mannerisms sometimes that I turn around, she'll go, Ashley, and I'll, mum's here, you know? And, um, and, but Jan has, like, continually gone out of her way to approach me and ask what I need prayer for and say that she's praying. And she has a word in season all the time. And God has shown me how massive her heart is, not just for me, but for the people in this room. And we continually see it. And it's, like, burdensome. You know, mums, like, can't fix the world, but they want to. You know, like, they can't fix everything, but there's, like, a burden to that. That's what I see when I look at Jan. And I just absolutely God wants to honor that this morning and so these three ladies um I just wanted to give you these and then um pray over pray over you men could you come and gather around our ladies we're going to pray for them I'm going to invite Jamie to come and pray for them and we want to honor every single lady in this congregation All right, while everyone's getting sorted, our panelists are going to come up. All right, welcome. This is going to be great. Okay, so 
we'll just do a quick introduction of our panel. So we are going to be, I'm going to be asking these lovely faces, beautiful hearts up here, um, some questions about motherhood, womanhood, what they think about it, how we can support women, all of those sorts of things, all right? So a quick introduction starting down the end with Tom. Hi, everyone say hi, Tom. Tom, Tom is a legend, an actual legend. Yeah, respect him crazy amounts, eh? Um, so he's going to share with us from the perspective of a um, father and of a husband, which is exciting. Next, we've got Tracy. Everyone say, hi, Tracy. Tracy has been a mum for six months? Five months. I was close. Okay. Um, five months. And she's also a wife, and it's super exciting. She's going to be sharing from that perspective as well, as well as having a mum. And we've got Hoiba. Everyone say, hi, Hoiba. Hoiba's <laughs> um, going to be sharing some cool stuff um, about being raised by his nan, so I'm super excited about that. And he's been super courageous in sitting up here with us. So, yeah, shout outs. <laughs> Next we have Kathy. Everyone say hi, Kathy. <laughs> she is our spiritual mum. Her and Phil are the pastors of this church, and so she is our spiritual mother. All of us. Every single one of us, we sit under her spiritual covering as a mother. So that's super exciting. She's going to be sharing from um, the perspective of being a mum of teenagers. And she's obviously also a wife, but she has journeyed with lots of women over her few years because she's so young. Um, next, we have Kaylee. Everyone say, Kay hi, Kaylee. Kaylee has come all the way from Canada. <laughs> <laughs> and um, and she is going to be sharing um, from a young woman's perspective, not having children, but having a mum. And um, I'm excited to hear different thoughts from this panel. Are you guys excited? Yeah. So we're going to kick it straight off. Because um, I want to honour honor the fact that it's Mother's Day as well. So we're going to start with um, Hoiba. <laughs> You want to start, mate? Yeah, you can start. So get a microphone. There we go. Um, so who do you look up to as a mum? Um, my nan has been my mother figure my whole life, as she was the one who raised, who raised me. Um, as my biological mum wasn't fit enough to look after me. Um, she's done a lot for me, telling me to clean my room a million times a day. Um, <laughs> It paid off because she doesn't have to tell me anymore. Um, she, she was a good but strict ATM machine. Um, and she, she was all for her children growing up. Um, some more people I look up to is uh, Grace, Mum, Kathy, Wonder Woman, Ash. I'll pay you later. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Oiba. Um, Tom, who do you look up to as a mother, as a mother figure? Well, I've got to start off with my mum. We had a good relationship, but it wasn't a close, close relationship. But I, I always, I never felt left out. I never felt unwanted. Um, always loved, and she always included family and things. And she did go to church, and I had the option to go with her, which I did the odd time. Um, and I appreciated that. Uh, but I saw the consistency 
um, in serving her family and, um, you know, the greater family. And just things she did in church, she'd always be the, the working bees or the, the baking, which she particularly liked. And uh, it was just that consistency in her mum. And, and, and I never felt left out, which was awesome. And so looking back, which I've done, is that's, I can see how God operates exactly the same way. Good answer. Um, Kathy, what have you learned about God by being a mum? Patience. Um, that was the Holy Spirit saying yes. Yes. Um, I think for me the, the two biggest things I've learned or learning still um, is one of, the, one of the first things is unconditional love. Um, I still don't obviously grasp that because we're human, but I think when I had our kids, um, having kids, I think, and loving them is the closest thing we are going to get to unconditional love. And the other thing I've learned uh, from God is capacity. Um, I, I remember, you know, we had Jackson and I, I loved him, and then I remember getting pregnant with Grace, and I'm like, oh my goodness, how can I ever love another baby as much? And of course you do, you do. Um, and it's, you know, as, as, as you grow as a mum, your capacity grows. Like, um, we always wanted four or five kids, but after Grace, we physically couldn't have any more. Um, but God has been bringing extra kids into our lives, which I love, I love. And, and my capacity just keeps growing. Like, it doesn't take a little bit of love from someone and give it to someone else. Like, it just grows. Um, and so I'm really thankful for that. Tracy, as a new mum, um, what have you learned over this journey of becoming a mum and being a mum now about God? Um, well, when I look at Cleo, I'm just filled with so much love, and I really don't think there's anything she could do that would make me not want to love her. And, you know, like I get up to her in the night and I give her what she needs, and she's so dependent on me, and I actually love that. Um, as much as it's hard sometimes, you know, you get tired and everything, but I love that she's dependent on me, and that's the same as with God. Um, he loves it when we go to him and when we're dependent on him because he can give us all that we need, and there's nothing we can do that will change his love for us. So that's something that's really been solidified for me, becoming a mum. Yeah, nice. Um, Kaylee, not a mum yet. Um, what have you learnt about God by watching your mum or other women around you have been like mums? So watching my mum grow as I grew up, um, one of the things that I very remember learning about God is he is faithful. Um, she has always prayed for her kids and prayed for um, her husband. I will backstory, like my mom and I do not have a good relationship. Um, and growing up, she suffered from and still suffers from um, major depression, so it's hard for me to say, when I look at my mom, I see God, because I just see um, an imperfect person, but actually that is beautiful, reminding myself that um, I have weaknesses, and I have to rely on God to fulfill um, what I can't, um, but moving here, and yeah, like Ash said, like you move here, and God just places so many people around you, and you're like, What? What? Um, where did all them come from? But um, sure. being around other women, I've really just 
um, it's shaped and changed me on how I see, like, grace. Um, and, yeah, that unconditional love that they choose to love me and want to love me, um, despite the fact that I'm not biological, not even a New Zealander. Um, and through that understanding, my identity in Christ is important because moving away from biological family, that's kind of where I place it. Like, I'm Terry's child. I'm Francisco's child. I'm Alicia and Javier's sister. Like, but that's gone. So finding I am a child of God first and foremost, and then I have other moms that he has placed around me. I just want to pick up quickly on something Kaylee said um, about watching an imperfect mum. There is so much pressure on women and mums to be perfect. And I just really want to encourage um, any woman in here that your kids don't need to see a perfect mum. They need to see an imperfect mum relying on a perfect God and showing them that and showing them that you that is your complete and wholeness of strength that's what makes the difference because none of you, newsflash, are going to be perfect, but also your kids aren't going to hold it against you, okay? I'm, I'm telling you that as a daughter, as a child, your kids aren't going to hold imperfection against you. What they need to see is that you rely on God for all of those spaces that you need to be made up for in your weaknesses, all right? So I just want, want you to hear that. Um, Tom, all the way down the end. What have you learnt um, about God by watching Marge be a mum or your mum be a mum? Uh, well, I've got to say Marge being a mum is obviously the closest and first-hand thing. Um, she's been an incredible person. Uh, she's unselfish in the fact that she brings each kid up, each of, each of her daughters, as they needed to. They weren't all treated the same. Um, so, you know, we've got three lovely independent individual daughters, which is very interesting, but not, not always the best. <laughs> um, I have a few problems. But just incredible with um, marriage consistency. And, and I say that for most women to see around with their children. They're so consistent in looking after their children um, and caring for them. And, you know, so Marge has been absolutely superb at that. And I just thank God for every day. And, you know... I haven't missed out. The kids haven't missed out. So what more could you want? Yeah, so praise God. Um, Tracy, what's been the most challenging part about being a mum and where do you find your strength when it's hard? Um, I found this a tough one to to reflect on when you messaged this to me. So I'm just going to be super vulnerable. and (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. we like vulnerable. (laughs) Um, I think for me the biggest challenge was when I was pregnant finding out that um, Cleo possibly had Down syndrome, which was confirmed when she was born. Um, So, yeah, it seemed like such a devastation to me when I was pregnant and I heard those words, but now that's my greatest joy and it's the thing I'm the most proud of. She's just amazing, and <laughs> there's yeah. nothing that would make me want to change who she is or um, the girl that she is. So, And I think we all, I think every mum can relate on some level that when things don't go the way we expect them to, um, that could be such a challenge, and that looks differently to everyone. But um, 
I think, yeah, even though it was a struggle and I found myself not wanting to be around people or be in church or, or anything, I made sure I still had people around me. And it was something that Phil said to me during that time. He said, don't make yourself an island. And that's so true. Like, we need to not isolate ourselves, and it's so important to have women around us that we can talk to and can relate to. Um, I've got lots of older sisters that I'm really close to and friends and people in this church, um, and it's really made a big difference. So, yeah, making sure you're not alone in it. Yeah, nice. What's been the best part about being a mum? Um, everything. Yeah, Cleo. <laughs> Look at no, I just love that um, she's super smiley now, and every time I like walk away and come back, she smiles at me as if she hasn't seen me for ages. Oh, <laughs> so that's the best. Kathy, <laughs> what have you found the most challenging part about being a mum, and where do you get your strengths from in that space? Um, I think for me, where we're at with our kids, um, the hardest thing for me is is letting go. Um, you know, they're young adults now. I've kind of, I've done the best I can for the last 18 to 20 years and now I need to to rest in the knowledge that I've done enough and release them into the world. Um, like I've always known they're gods and it's easy to say that, oh, yep, they're gods, kids. But when you send them off and they, you know, they go off driving for the first time by themselves or they go off wherever... And you'll go, okay, they are God's kids, you know. He he has them in the palm of his hand. And so for me, that's been um, a challenging process of just letting go and letting God. What's been the best part? The best part? Oh, actually, where does your strength come from? Like, who do you go to when that's hard, when this process is hard at the moment? Jesus. (laughs) You get a gold star. Um, I do. Like I, I, I do go to God. I remember um, one time when you know kids were super, super little, and I was really struggling with my parenting, and I was crying and whinging to a friend, and she said, "What does God say?" And I was like, "Wait, what?" And she's like, well, have you taken it to God? And I remember when the kids were little, I used to just forget. I used to do everything in my own strength and then rely on God. And now that. I'm a little bit older, they're a little bit older, I, I do turn to God. I, I, I give them to God daily. Um, I trust God that he's got a plan for their lives. And again, I let go. And, you know, like Tracy, I've got amazing friends, amazing women in my life who can speak into my life that can give me a hug and give me a slap when I need it. Um, and it's about family and community. Yeah, nice. I just want to um, shout out to the vulnerability up here because it's not easy answering these questions. So thanks, guys. Um, Tom, what can we do to support women and mums in our church family and community, particularly acknowledging that Tracy and Kathy have shared parts of their journey that are hard, so we know that being a mum just isn't all roses and diapers. But um, what can we do to support women and our mums? Well, I've really very short answers on that one. Um, I think we need to listen 
men need to listen to the women, uh, to their wives, the daughters, whoever they are. Um, and women also need to listen to women, because quite often they don't listen to each other either. But us guys need to actually give feedback to, to our wives or daughters when we're asked things, um, which is keeping communication open and just being honest with them. And, and always ask God before you do that. <laughs> By feedback, do you mean like criticising them or like telling them what they could do better? What do you, can you explain feedback to us? Just by giving examples of maybe something you've been through that's similar or something you've seen or just simply using your God-given wisdom, but always encouraging. Yeah, always encouraging. Nice. Um, Huepa, what do you think as a young man that we can do to support women and um, mums in our society? Number one, I reckon, would be to show love. Uh, if you show love, everything else will follow. Does this sound normal? Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, now it is. Um, women's are um, facing challenges every day, uh, washing their sons' stink socks to facing abuse. Um, we could also do as they say. Women are always right. <laughs> Even when they're wrong, they're still right. <laughs> we are never wrong, whoever. <laughs> so, yeah, just show love and listen to them. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Um, you know when Holy Spirit starts talking to you and you can't really ignore it, that's happening right now. So, like, he's just showing me, like, uh, to echo um, Tom and Hoiba about the listening and loving, is, like, when we adopt our roles, when men adopt the role of being made in the image of God, knowing that he is the great listener, the great comforter, that he is the great encourager, when men adopt that role, we release our women in their role, you know? Men, you are a critical part to women seeing their value and who God says they are. You, you are the comforter in that space. God's using you and needs you to show them a love that can come from a father, a man, in order that they would be loved well as women. And so I just want to pick up on that because that's, that's what we can do best. It's what stood out to me the most in my home. Dad, first and foremost, fought for mum. He always used to say to us, God first, mum second. Didn't ask for you kids, so you're third. Okay. <laughs> But, um, but he always, always, always stood by mum, and that was actually really powerful to watch as a daughter, because we still had a voice in the home, and we still had a role in the home, and he always listened to me, and was always up for deep theological debates, or for me just to fight with him about something random, because we love that. But mum came first, and actually my worth... And now what I'm going to expect of a husband, God willing, if I get married one day, what I expect of him is going to be, is actually now different because I'm, I'm expecting what, how my dad treated my mum. But I also now developed a sense and an understanding of who God was by watching my dad in that space. And he's not perfect, I know that, but he always had his priorities straight and he always showed us that he loved mum 
which was gross at the time, them kissing in front of us, disgusting, but I always knew that they loved each other and he always listened to her and always encouraged her. Even when she had had a manic day and just wanted to complain about us to him, he was like, you're doing a great job, I love you, what can I do to help? That released mum to be a woman and it released us to be children in God and the understanding that follows through with that. Men, you have a responsibility to release your women well. There's my bit. Okay. Um, What do you feel God would want to say about the role of women and mothers, Tracy? So growing up, I always loved being around kids, and I always longed for the day that I'd get to be a mum. And a few years ago, when I was in Uganda, I was in children's church one day, and it was on Mother's Day. And I had a little girl's arms wrapped around my legs, and um, I found myself just praying for the kids in that room because so many of them don't have a biological mum, or they, you know, come from a rough background and stuff. Um, and I found myself just saying to God that I couldn't wait to the day that I would be a mum myself. And He clearly said to me, "You already are." And that was before I'd met Bruce. Like I was just me (laughs) doing my thing Um, and that just changed my perspective so much um, because there's so many people around and so many kids that just need our love and you don't have to physically be a mum to be able to share his heart and yeah I just love that so much I think it's quite beautiful and yeah it's um it's really encouraging too if you're single and you're waiting to get married or become parents, um, you can still reflect his heart and you can still use those gifts to love other people. Kathy, what would you like to say about the role of women or mothers in our church and community? I have a lot to say on that, but we won't share all that this morning. Didn't Um, want a sermon. Yep, I'll do that another day. Um, (laughs) Ever since I was a dot, all I've ever wanted to do is be a wife and a mum. And I remember at high school, friends were like, but you have to want more than that. And I was like, nope, I just want to be a wife and a mum. Not just, I want to be a wife and a mum. And so that has been my heart ever since, honestly, I can remember, probably from since kindy when you're playing in the family corner. (laughs) And just, you know, I've gone through a bit of a crazy season at the moment, you know, and our kids are to the point where in the next couple of years they're going to be leaving home, and I was really grieving for that. But God is bringing so many other spiritual sons and daughters into my life, like it's a, it's a season of growing my capacity rather than shrinking it. And when it comes to our church, um, I remember quite a few years ago, Phil and I were having a bit of a a hard time, and I was feeling like a failure as a mum and a wife, and God said to me really, really clearly that Phil can't do what he does without me. And that wasn't, you know, I don't say that from a place of arrogance, I say that from a place of God was confirming my um, role in, in life with Phil. And so when we moved to this church, you know, I really struggled with what my role was or who I was or what I was meant to be. And God is really highlighting to me, especially of late, that there is a mother heart of God. There is a maternal side to God. And that is something that Phil alone cannot bring. You know, he's highlighting to me women in this church 
that do bring the mother heart of God into what we do and how we do it and, and the way that we live. Um, and so for me, that is super duper exciting. And um, I will talk more about that another day. Thank you. Do I want to? Okay. All right. You can, I can? Okay. Kaylee, um, as an unmarried woman, not a mum, what do you um, feel God wants to say about the role of women in the church? Currently, mothers are very important, and I forget how good my mother is until I'm sitting here in this moment. Um, can you read yeah. what, what do you think the role of women are, like what God's designed us to do? Not, because Kathy's um, talked about being a wife and a mum and the role that that plays. As someone who's not in that space, what do you believe your role is currently? I would echo what Ash said earlier. I was very much a person that was like, mm, women, like, pathetic. Um, <laughs> I didn't but... use that word. I did not use the word I'm pathetic. I so... said that to myself. We're but <laughs> Actually, yes, Fred is great. Um, but, like, God obviously changed my heart and kind of changed, like, my feministic perspective. Um, as women, like, depending, like, young adult, early older teen like um actually there are still people that are younger than you there are still children and daughters of god that we can disciple and mentor and let them look up to us um if we don't think that we're in a position where we would want a little four or five or six or seven year old um girl to be replicating what we're doing or saying, um, we should be evaluating our hearts um, and evaluating our relationships with Christ. Um, and even still, like, challenging people who are older than us. You can still do it. Like, I do it to Ashley all the time, and then she hates me. <laughs> but, like, it builds a relationship, and it's, like, um, the same that you would do to a mother. Like, open up to people, like, pursue their hearts and pursue um, the children that God has placed around you, even the people your ages, um, we can still encourage and love and help them bring alignment into, bring themselves into alignment with what God has called them to be as a woman and as your friend. Yeah. Um, I also just want to add that, you know, having a mother's heart is not actually about giving birth. You know, it's a heart attitude, and it's that nurturing side that God will draw out of you, whether you've given birth or not. Yeah. Shout-outs. Thanks, Kathy. Um, yeah, I, I also want to um, highlight the role that women have to play as sisters to each other, because um, first and foremost, that's who God's called us to be, brothers and sisters. And um, I would do anything for my sister, we don't get along super well, but if she called me up and said someone was upsetting her or she needed help, I would be there in a heartbeat, you know? Um, and that's really what God calls us into. I know when I like moved to this church and I was struggling, I actually specifically asked God for someone who was close to my age that I could relate to that would become a sister. And I pretty quickly met Nikita after that. And we had like a bumpy start. 
let's say that. We're both very strong-willed women. <laughs> and um, I love that about us. I know, Kathy's surprised. Um, I love that about us, but that journey, God called us to be sisters, which, which was more than friends, you know? Um, when her kids are sick, I feel probably nearly just as upset as she does, and they, I, I have to still role model motherhood to them even though they call me an auntie or whatever it is, you know, I think we're, we're called, women, I'm speaking to you, we're called to be sisters to each other. We cannot do this journey by ourselves. And um, it's so easy to live in isolation or to feel like your house isn't clean enough or to feel like you're not good enough to be friends with this person. But like, reach out. We've been vulnerable up here this morning. I would challenge and encourage you as women to be vulnerable with each other. And find someone, find someone that you just can call when things are hard, someone that will remind you to go to God rather than just, you know, like have a hard time, but also someone that, that can comfort in that space, okay? And, um, and that's a huge role that I feel in this church is to be a mum to those around me. I know that I like, I love being a mum. I have all my kids at school that God's put in my, you know, my world. I've got kids here. I've got youth here. I've got Grace and Lena who just need love all the time. And that's totally great because they know that they can come to me. Sometimes that's not true. Sometimes they annoy me. But most of the time, most of the time they're like, Ash, I need love. And I know what that means to them. I know that that just means a hug or a trip to get a frozen Coke or like something that shows them that someone's there for them. As women, we're totally called to be in that space, biological mum or not. That's who we're called to be to each other, sisters. Um, Does anyone else have any kind of parting thoughts or a scripture that you'd like to share as we wrap up? Tom, you want to start? Yes, wait. Just talking about equality. Um, women, uh, like men, just want to be loved and respected. And so that makes us equal. Um, you know, if you look at the women in the Bible, you know, the, the Deborahs and the, you know, there's Mary and Esther. And lots of women there have done amazing things, just the same as men. So men and women are equal once again. So what I wrote down was, we are different by design. We have varying roles to play in life. However, we do have the same authority in Christ. And that's the key. And that's what we need not to forget, either of us, men or women. Um, and Joel 2.28 sort of wraps it up the saying, God says, I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh, sons, daughters, maid servants, man servants, etc. So we're all equal. Nice. Anyone else? Tracy, did you have anything you wanted to part on? I was just going to say a quote that I quite like. Um, which is the greatest thing you'll ever learn is just to love and be loved in return. And I think it's just as important to learn to be loved and to accept that love from our sisters and other mums and everything, as well as loving them. Whoever, do you have anything you want to share? Parting words? Not really. Did you have something you want to share? Uh, Yep, just uh, super-duper quickly. Um... The world has kind of got a little bit messed up along the way, but I believe God's original design for family was mum and dad and kids, and I also believe that that is the same for our church family. Um, and so when I was praying about this, God gave me uh, Proverbs thirty-one twenty-six to 27. She opens her mouth with wisdom, and the teaching of kindness is on her tongue. 
She looks well to the ways of her household and does not eat the bread of idleness. And it just, again, reiterated to me that, you know, in a spiritual family and other family, that we need mums and dads. Like, we, we play different roles, but we both play equally important roles. Um, my closing thought is kids see everything, um, so let them see you loving Christ first. That's what I would say that I learned from my mom. When things were hard, she turned to God. She turned to her sisters. Um, she didn't hide that she was struggling. She didn't hide when she was doing well. She brought us into that journey with Christ. Nice. nice. Why don't you give them a round of applause? They've done super well. Thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, I think we're going to close now. Jamie, do you want to come do that? Um, Yeah, shout-outs to mums and women. All of you are great.